What's going on, niggas and friends? We are back for another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast, and I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian here, and you, we want to welcome you to your favorite podcast with your favorite friendly neighborhood Casa Negros as we mm-hmm. talk about all the things, yep. but particularly we talk about how we navigate life through the perils, the praises, the productivity, and the pumping circumstances, just trying to figure this thing out. Brian. Yes. How are you, brother? It's always a great day to be black. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Gotcha. Making sure these things lay down like and I need to. You grew dread so you can shake them. Yeah. You know, yes. Well, <laughs> really, you know they're more like plat twist things. You know. <laughs> you know. Every night, but I'm I'm trying to keep it braided up all the way through. Um. Well, not these. Clearly, I'm gonna get them redone. But all the way through conclave. Oh, okay. That's what's mm-hmm. up. I'm, a, I'm I'm really intentional on my, my hair growing, mm-hmm. so I'm keeping it in these protective styles. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Get so it. I can grow. Yeah, I can grow. I want to be long and luxurious out here. <laughs> I want to see how long it can go. Oh, yeah. That yeah. makes sense. And then I want to like wear it out with a real big fro, like a big 70s fro at some point. I mm-hmm. just want to be, I want to be out just here. All, all the I things. want to be out here. I want to be black. Oh, without a doubt. A black. Black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this Arizona iced tea that I'm drinking. Black. <laughs> Arizona. Listen, I don't care how much inflation goes. I don't care what the economy does. 99 cents. I don't know what Arizona is doing. 99 cents. They never had to change their model. <laughs> and it ain't even a super popular drink. It's just about 99 cents. And we buy, we, buy about the, we buy about the gallon in this house. <laughs> we are black. We love some Arizona iced tea in this house. It's so good. It's a decent pre-made iced tea. It is. No aftertaste, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Nice little hint of lemon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Arizona has been nine. They got energy tonic too. I don't know what's in energy tonic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't they have like a green tea as well? I think so. And they got a fruit punch. Mm-hmm. They didn't like their fruit punch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to get an Arizona. When I was I was stupid when I was a little kid. You know, like when they used to give you like a little forty ounces. Mm-hmm. And you like, keep and yours they, in a bag, paper bag. I used to get. <laughs> I go to the corner store and give you Arizona in action and put it in a, in a paper bag. <laughs> Yeah, here perpetrating, <laughs> perpetrating. Listen, how was your how was your Father's Day? <clears throat> uh, it was good. Um, did you get gifts? Did you get the things? Did you get? A I did get something. Socks. No, um, you know, they try I, to play us on Father's Day. <laughs> um, so it's so Father's Day for me is tough is because, like, I have a birthday usually like seven days before. Mm-hmm. So it's, I will say it's tougher for Lauren, if anything, to get gifts and things of that nature. Sure. Um, so she got me a lot of stuff for my birthday. Um, so then for Father's Day, she got me like a charcuterie box. Okay. You know, and something Bougie else. <clears throat> yeah, I can't remember what it was. Um, we yeah, had charcuterie box, you know, expensive meats and cheeses and fruits and whatnot. And then she got me some cards. And I'm sure there's something I'm forgetting, but. It was fine. Um, Father's Day, it, you know, I, she doesn't, she's not like one of those people that gives me socks and stuff like that. Even though I would welcome socks and under, undergarments, you know, can I remember I don't. you know, a pair of undergarments, but uh, she does, she's never done that. I could buy that on my own. But you buy me no draws. <laughs> I buy my draws regularly. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get? For, how was your Father's Day? It was great. It was great. My, uh, <laughs> 
My pastor asked me to do intercessory prayer for the men. Oh, bye bye. I got back on the mic, Reverend. <laughs> on, on Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Did you shake the people up? I, w- I, you know, I went in. I went, you know, <laughs> he called me on the way to church and said, Josh, you come to church? I said, yes. He said, would you mind doing prayer, praying for the men? I said, no problem. Then he kept asking, saying, so glad you did it, man. I know it was last minute. I want to say, I don't think you understood how I grew up. I grew up in the church. <laughs> yes. Well, they just give you the mic. Yeah. They'd be like, Josh, come up here and pray. We want to ask. It's more of a demand. Mm-hmm. Mid-service. Pastor, the late Pastor Rogers would literally lean over at offering and look, look whisper in my ear. You got a word in your back pocket. Whole sermon he wants me to do. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> so you learn growing up with him, you keep you keep your laptop or your notebook in your car. Because mm-hmm. so you can yeah. run out there and grab it real quick. I said, so the fact that you called me 20 minutes before service started. And you told me you were going to give me a cue. I said, man, guy, you might as well have prepared me for like a whole semester. That was right. plenty of time. And if I don't yes. do anything, I know how to pray. <laughs> Four down them strongholds. You didn't, you, didn't, you didn't ask me to prepare no word. You said pray. So I'm gonna <laughs> listen. You I'm going to remind God of his word. I'm going to rebuke mm. that. I'm going to cast the devil out the mind. I'm going <laughs> to do all those things. And we're going to be all right. Uh, but no, nah, it was good, though. It was good. Smokey preached us. Uh, Pastor Smokey preached mm. a solid word um, to me. And, and then uh, we got home. Asher, Asher cooked me a steak. It was oh, good. How did it go? It was good. Okay. It was good. Medium well. Okay. Um, it was solid. Baked potato, salad, you know. The baked potato and the salad you can't mess up. But the steak, <laughs> she did she did well. She did no well. Balances. Um yeah, I asked for some new balances because you know new balances are in. They are. I got two pair. Okay. Two of the wrong pair. <laughs> um, so I'm taking them back. <laughs> I am in that phase of my life where I do not I do not keep stuff just to keep you happy. I if I'm aware of these, mm. I need to enjoy them. Um, mm, but sense. no, I I remember showing Jaden and Josh the one they claimed they forgot which ones I liked that I picked up. Oh. So I'm gonna take them back mm. and just get the the pairs that I like. And then they um I read they re upped me on um my Dolce and Gabbana cologne. That's what it was. Cologne got me Gucci cologne. That's what it was. Can't remember. Yeah, yeah, cologne. I'm usually yeah. very specific in the things that I want. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't like to leave a lot of room for error. Yeah, that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Even mm-hmm. though they still they still aired, <laughs> I don't like to leave a lot of room for it. <laughs> they like did it, but you didn't leave it. the room for it. It just you know. Yeah, and I was like, you know, but I did, I also left my shoe selection in the hands of a nine and eleven year old. I'm like, <laughs> but I showed them, and I'm trying to figure out because what they got was not at all the ones that I picked out. They're not even close. So I'm trying to figure out where did they miss the mark. Um, right. But the biggest gift I wanted was peace and quiet, and they failed miserably mm. at that. <laughs> Arguing all the things, I was like, "You niggas, you little <laughs> no limit soldiers." That picture on Instagram, everybody's loving it. That is that is at our best. That is us <laughs> at our best. That is the commercial version of us. People don't know the behind the scenes. <laughs> Jesus Listen, Christ! I think what I found out is, and I might be right or wrong, okay, but. During Mother's Day, mothers are, in most cases, I guess, given the opportunity to relax and you go be with your dad. On Father's Day, it's enjoy your children. Like, spend time with your kids. Spend time hey, with your, just like, I spend time with them all the time. All, all the time. I'm a very present father. <laughs> right. 
Like, no, I get so, it. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? No, no, no. I get it. Like, I get what you're saying. It's totally true. Yeah, we went to gymnastics on Saturday. Um, and it was out of the 12 kids in the class, 11 dads. I'm like, this must have been orchestrated. Like, all these dads here the day and before see, Father's Day. I took Jade, I took Jaden to his football camp. Like, I know you had ch- skipped that chapter meet. It is Father's Day weekend. I don't care <laughs> nothing about you or pink and green. Frogs, <laughs> pearls, anything. I don't care nothing about it. You take him. I should be re- I just got back in town. I should be relaxing. Mm. But no, no, no. Where am I? At football practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fathers, fathers are put on. I guess maybe because historically, fathers are have you had been, you know, I guess workers and not as involved, maybe. But I don't understand why. Dads are charged with Don't punish me for the perils of the raggedy dads. Let them I'm not punishing I'm not punishing Asher for, for Monique and Precious. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not making you pay for that woman's sins. <laughs> Listen, and and I woke up on Saturday morning to cook my own breakfast. Like it my was God. just habit. It was just habit. Like my you know, you wake up and just just cook. And a woman got is great, but I'm just saying, like, it was just the idea of, like, like I just got up and typically did what I normally do on Saturday morning. I believe in a hot breakfast on Saturday mornings. So I just got up, cooked breakfast, and woman and I got thought about it. Like, you taking Jaden to practice? I said, I guess. <laughs> and, I, and she had been with the kids all week. I get it. So part of me was like, uh, but it was like, it's Father's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next, should, next year, I'm going to pull should. that card. Next year, I'm going home. I'm going to be with my dad. <laughs> well, I know I'm going to be treated right. <laughs> That's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. I'm going to be with my father on Father's mm. Day. That's where I'm going to Memphis mm. and soak up all the love there. And you know, maybe I'll stay there a couple of days. It'd be the summertime. Look at that. Needless to say. Mm-hmm. All right. Did you go to church on Father's Day? No, I was out of town. Um, my niece on my wife's side. Uh, had a birthday party, so so you didn't reverence the father on Father's Day. Uh, My God, Brian! We I I listened to the service as we were driving. Is your living in vain? Is your living in vain? My past wasn't even at local church. Where he was at? On the mission field in Barbados. Well, he was serving God. You over there partying, eating, and eating cheesecake. Listen, I was. We were driving on the road, watching watching service, and I'm the e pastor, so I can. Have the uh, the ability to. We don't want to hear that excuse. <laughs> you 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 modern day Christians. That's what's wrong with y'all now. What's wrong with y'all now? All right, you got a black ask moment. I had one, but I forgot about it. Just okay. like a nigga. It was it, yeah, uh, but I think the black ask moment is kind of in line with with um our living room. Okay. It, the black ask moment was how do you feel? About white people celebrating Juneteenth. Um, I don't know the same way I feel about white people celebrating Fourth of July. Yeah. You celebrating the freedom from colonization mm-hmm. when you came and kicked people out of their land. <laughs> what you really, what you really celebrate? <laughs> Ain't none of these holidays for y'all, no way. Right. If you gonna give me the book, um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess. Did you hear Gail King? Talking about how the the white that the was, white, that was tacky. <laughs> that was no, I love about what she said no, no. or the, what I, they I, did. What that they did that they had the oh. one 
Yes, that was like I, one white person on the desk, and he was off and on he was June. The one that was off on June, and the three black people had to come to work. But I said, but it, but it took Oprah's best friend because the black dudes knew they couldn't say that. Mm-mm. But they ain't gonna touch Gail. Is, Gail is untouchable. Oh yeah, <laughs> ain't nothing to touch Gail. But it was so true though. I would have been so mad if that was me. I've been so irritated. Yes, like out of all the people that should be off today. Them three should have been out. He should have been holding that thing down by, by himself. himself. <laughs> Just talking to himself. Every <laughs> teleprompter. Read it. Man of God is parched for three, four hours. Or found some other white, found some white intern. They right. Were, somebody they, they that opportunity. Yeah. Somebody who's like usually in the field, some field correspondent. Bring them <laughs> to the stage. Let Gail rest. <laughs> field correspondent. That's right. Yeah. Let Gail go over to Oprah House. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let Gail go to Oprah House and pick some fresh plums or some whatever they do in they in, in they prayer time. I would love to right. be a fly on the wall with Gail and Oprah just hanging out. I bet that is a good time. I feel like they be they be loud and black. I feel like they I are really, the, the really loudest do. and blackest when they're, when they're just with each other. Yeah. Yeah. When they can, they can just let be. their hair down. They can let their hair down. They could be. Because I think o- people forget o- Oprah is from Mississippi. <laughs> she went to TSU. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Oprah's black. <laughs> she's refined black, but she's black. It's deep down in there. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I feel like she she's herself, but she's not her whole self to us. Oh yeah, because she's because she's a brand, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But when her and Gail are in that house, I'm pretty sure she had them them braids, plaited whatever things are them braids. She be looking like Sophia, she looked like she <laughs> she started <laughs> all her life. She had to fight all, all her life. Fought my daddy, fought my uncles, fought my brothers. Girl, child ain't safe in the house with a man. <laughs> you know Listen, I, mean? <laughs> I feel like Oprah just was sitting there with a, a long t shirt, no bra, just Listen. there. Listen. <laughs> With her, with her beauty supply store, you know, little, little shimmery shoes, the mm-hmm. house shoes, <laughs> yeah, the, her hood house shoes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm like glad to pull down to her nose. Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. drinking it's, her it's, wine it's, made in made in her backyard. <laughs> <laughs> right, because <laughs> she still got to be elegant to a certain. Degree, she still got to right? be elegant. She's, she's still <laughs> Oprah Winfrey. She's still Oprah Winfrey. I'm gonna drink my and wine, we stand, and we stand. I'm gonna drink my wine, and I'm gonna read one of my books. I'm gonna read from my magazine with <laughs> I'm on the cover of every month. I'm every never, issue. She's never put anybody else on the cover of a magazine ever. That's, that is that's what something. kind of black power is that? Let's give her flowers for that. Let's, let's... the fact that you said I'm gonna be on every cover of my own magazine. It is old magazine, but it is literally old magazine. It is yeah. me, and guess and then. Here's the other gag. Gail is the uh, editor in chief of O Magazine. <laughs> what you editor? That, what that you is chief? best. That is that is best friend not like uh, nepotism personified. Oh yeah. You keep the money in the circle. <laughs> yes. You keep the money in the circle. Without a doubt. Like it, the the idea is, if I'm gonna be rich, and my friends be rich with me, and we can be, all be rich together, like why not? Like you know what I'm saying? Like but why not? Like you start a magazine. Your best friend is also a journalist. Why yeah. not make our editor in chief? <laughs> <clears throat> Listen, if I create flavor, you gonna be the editor in chief. <laughs> I, I'll do it. I'll do it. What's another word for flavor? A synonym for flavor? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> create create a, a, a fake flavor magazine. Yeah, vanilla extract. <laughs> <laughs> Taste. 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 <laughs> Hey, that might work though. Taste a taste is, is a certain thing. Like you, get, you gotta have a certain taste. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Taste or seasoning, because you know Black folk love us. Oh, we, love we do us. love seasoning. Yeah, it'd okay. be in there. For, and what's the last time we checked your um the dates on your seasoning? I don't. Yeah, me. Either. And when they get a little stiff, you <laughs> just shake them things up. <laughs> that season gonna season. I throw everything else away with them seasonings. Yeah, I, I don't check the date on seasoning. I just sent my mom a picture. Of some Cajun season I only find in Memphis. I said, because they coming next week. I said, you bring me this back with you. And you bring me about 10 bags of that Memphis fish batter that I can't find nowhere else. <laughs> I, it's probably going to last me about a whole year because I don't fry food like that. But they don't mm. sell it here, Brian. Yeah, and I need I my fish it. batter. I get it. And it's get only it. like a dollar twenty. <laughs> fish batter lasts a while, too. Yeah, because you don't use it all. Mm-mm. You it's probably so use uh, maybe... A third of a bag, half a bag, depending on how much fish you make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna have a, um, I wanna do a fish fry before the summer ends. Go ahead and do it. I'm, I'm gonna do it. Go. I'm gonna do it. Ashley said that sounds expensive. I said no, it ain't. Cause when that fish gone, baby, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> and when it's gone, it's gone. I'm gonna get so many pounds of it, and it's gone. Listen, I'll chip in. If I'm coming over for some fish, I'll chip in for some fish. Listen. I'm going to do like that later on in TikTok. Hey, I'm thinking about having a cookout. Um, I got the hamburgers. You want to bring some You want to bring some buns? <laughs> I love her. I, I end up following some of her stuff. She's freaking hilarious. But that's literally why black folk cookouts never start on time. Because all we really got is the hamburger. Yeah. The grill and the house. Ice and drink, somebody bringing ice. Somebody bringing drinks. Somebody bringing cups. Somebody but, hear bringing... Me, but hear me out. If I'm providing the house and the grill, that's my contribution to the cookout. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, and I and but, I got some meat. Like, yeah, you can bring some chicken. Cause think about it. If you were to have a party, mm-hmm. you got to pay the venue. The venue is a, an important part of the party, and venue is usually the highest cost of any event. Outside of maybe food and liquor, that venue yeah. is going to be your big, big ticket item. Right. So yep. the venue is a big ticket item, and everybody is, you know, community pooling, right? You know, community or economics. Yep. You bring in a bottle of liquor, you bring in some paper plates. We're all doing this thing together. So, if anything, the biggest cost is the person, again, like you said, that whose house it is. Everybody else chipping up. Mm-hmm. I got to do all this other stuff. Set up, yeah, and you got to break down. Because niggas like to go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Niggas like to go. Like it's, it's at a certain point, people look at their watch, like, oh, okay. They'll be like, all right. All right. Because everybody want to raise to say, let me help you in this kitchen real quick. And that's okay. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's okay, but no, I do. I really, I before this summer ends, I want. I it's just gonna be hard, but I want to find me a. Um, I might do it in the middle of the week. I don't know, but I might. I want to find me a day where I can do a fish fry. Mm-hmm. I might do one fry the end of summer kind of fish fry. Just fry some fish, mm. fry hard. Get some hot sauce, mm. some slaw, some spaghettis. <laughs> Spaghettis, <laughs> mm-hmm. spaghetti, some French fries, a little salad, a little green in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fish, mm-hmm. I love fish. Fish is probably my favorite, my favorite piece of meat. Like in terms of, I love me a piece of catfish, brother. Mm, thank you, Lord. Let me. I'm about to get All right, I got a song of the week. <laughs> Don't interpretation. Interpretation. I'd be a whole. Nother, Listen, because this is turning to a, this is turning to another show. <laughs> Are you a heart? This turned to another shit. That lady is. Did she take her own forehead? No, I think somebody walked over and just did that and she just went crazy. Um, this song, Brian, mm-hmm. has nothing to do with this episode. Okay. It was just been in my spirit. <clears throat> okay. Okay. 
And that's all. That's really all. I'm I'm really just going with the vibes here. And that's what blackness is about sometimes. Just going mm-hmm. with the vibes. Okay? Okay. I haven't done this in a while. I'm going to sing it. Okay. I'm with it. <laughs> so let me get a little bit more of my Arizona. Mm-hmm. Ain't right, mm-hmm. There we go. <clears throat> Ready. Ready. It's been a while since you've been gone. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby, so come back home. I can't live without you. So I cry for you. Do anything that I can to feel the touch from your hand. Sorry that I want you. Lady, what do I do? You know you're everything I need. Anyway, let's get to the let's get to the good part where they go. Uh, baby, I'm begging, baby, I'm begging, begging, baby. That is crazy. Baby, I'm begging, baby, I'm begging, begging, baby. Do it, do it, cause lady. We'll cry, cry for, for you, you tonight. Tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the desert. We need to go to do it in, in the desert with leather See, on. I mean, leather in the desert crying. You know, you know what kind of love you have to have for a person to be in the desert in leather crying. Crying. Mm-hmm. That is emoting. That is emo. It's just emotions taking me over. So I just thought about something. You better play something. Play it. I was just gonna play it. That two thousand R and B is really nineties R and B. So when people say we want nineties R and B, we're not necessarily saying we want only the time period of nineties. We were looking at that feeling of R and B. That's what we need. Here it is. Mm-hmm. I get so wet with tears. I want you back, baby. The man was singing. Do you hear me? Yeah. And this is the debut album, right? Ooh, yeah. Disruptive. Here it come, right? Here it come. The harmony. Then he said, Lord, have mercy. He knew where his help came from. <laughs> Bro, Joe, I don't care what nobody say. I respect everybody's opinions. Mm-hmm. Joe is the greatest R&B male group of all time. I'm, it's, that is my opinion. I'm standing <laughs> on it. Y'all can like Drew Hill. Y'all can like Boys to Men. Y'all can like New Edition. I like whoever wants. Don't nobody send me up <laughs> like <laughs> like the like like the drug infested KC JoJo, <laughs> Mr. Dow, and Devontae. That's just, is, that is the greatness personified. Mm-hmm. I want to see them when they come to Atlanta. I know it's going to be a crap fest. I don't care. I'm not there for their vocals. I'm there for SWV's vocals. I'm there for for Jodeci's nostalgia. That's mm-hmm. what I'm there for. Th- when are they coming? Um, I it's like this, a fire or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right? I feel like it's in August, September. Some <laughs> shout out, Sheree. Speaking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> September, dreadful. spring, summer. Yeah. yeah I was, <laughs> speaking of concerts. Okay. The reunion, the reunion. tour. Take all of my money. Take my money. 
my house and my car for a hit of you. You can have it all, baby. Cause making love is just how we do. Cause your love is a drug. And I'm an addict for you. And you know I can't leave you alone. You gotta be why would you do that to me <laughs> no i love me some jealousy no i love me some jealousy because mm. i'm still i'm still stuck between love even though tevin campbell wins but can we talk Versus come and talk to me. It's like two sides of the same coin. They both kind of mm. going through the same thing. Can we talk in mm-hmm. the superior song? Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But it is a very similar song. They both was kind of shy. But mm-hmm. I just, I love me some jokes. I love, see, the, I, I love the vulnerability of it all. And they was thugs. Yeah. r <laughs> thugs. r <R&B> thugs. <clears throat> they, were, they were talking about, we did a whole episode. Y'all go check out. Baby, I'm begging. Y'all gonna check the episode out. Yeah. We might re-release that as a bonus this week, just because. Because it's a good one. In, in honor, it's still black. It's still Negro Music Appreciation Month, so you know. Let's do it. We can release it as a bonus episode this week. We'll do it. Just give y'all some content. Just do it. Yeah. All right, because we'll get to oh reunion, Clark Sisters, Ty Tribbett, Israel Houghton, Kirk Franklin. I don't really know why they separated. David and Tamla Man. But they're going to be there too. <laughs> Who made the David Man? I mean, David Man has literally just led some songs with Kirk. Like he didn't have a Yeah, maybe he's hosting. Career. Maybe he'll be the host. Maybe he's the maybe. host. Maybe. And now it's only three of Maddie's girls showing up. Twinkie, <laughs> Twinkie ain't went on a flyer. <laughs> but I remember mm. on the Terrell show, they said that Twinkie was like, I've done my, I've, I've lived my life. <laughs> She was like, she'll come when she, she'll come when she wants to, and she. So I feel like if they go to Detroit, she'll probably be there, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, allegedly, Kirk is bringing the, the family and God's property, so that should be fun. He should, should bring be. Salt out to do stump, like that just do the things. Coming me out. Okay, go. This is the time for Denise. Bring Denise. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> it, it's just the time. I mean, she got. I mean, she she only had a couple of lead songs that aren't too popular. Just let her come in, but she was on all the big, big, big hits. Mm-hmm. Just let her come sing her part. Yeah, let her That's bring it. out the. That's it. When y'all go to Long Beach, let her come on out. <laughs> you know. <clears throat> let her um clap her hands and praise him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Clap Hallelujah. your hands in. Yeah. That's all, that's all you gotta do. Don't matter. I don't care where I am. That's a great praise break. Get the people going. It's provocative. Mm-hmm. It is provocative. But yeah, I want to be at that. It's gonna be so that could that could easily be a music fest. <laughs> like yeah. those catalogs of those people alone is three, two, three hour concerts a person. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm interested to see. I'm, I'm I'm sure Kirk is the headliner, but I'm eager oh. to see how they gonna run this. Like, what is the setup gonna be? How many songs people get? 
you know, because you got to think about even like I know, you know, I know we Shay Jackie. She really had a solo album, but like Dorinda and Karen get in their solo bags too, like, <laughs> and they could go another, like you know, finally they could go, they could go another the Rose of Gospel that whole album. Dorinda herself title like she just did a freaking twentieth anniversary for that that album, bro. Like, because that album has I'm still here on it. <laughs> And then you got her new, her latest stuff like he brought me and all that. Like they both of them got catalogs, independently yeah. and together. So it's like that's a lot of music. That's a that's lot, lot of music. Ty Trippy <laughs> has like five albums. Three of them yep. like were, were really. Three of them are amazing. Yes. Four. I'll give life. I'll, I'll add life in there. So oh, yeah, I'll life, say four. life. Life. Life was my my joint when it came mm-hmm. out. Life, victory, stand out, and greater than. Yeah. Great albums. Mm-hmm. Fresh and Bloody Wind. You can keep it. And that new thing that he came out with recently? Bloody Wind Live. Or whatever it is. All all good. Whatever it is. I don't know. <clears throat> but let me tell you this, though. Kurt Franklin put on that uh, that Paisley vest. <laughs> and turned to the side. And turned to the side. <laughs> and they what play that re- slow music. <laughs> okay. And that second verse comes in like this. Woke up this morning. Feeling kind of down. Feeling kind of down. Called on who? Called on my best friend. What happened? She could not be found. And then? But I called on Jesus. Uh My life he can hold. I'd rather have Jesus than, than silver and gold. Silver and gold. <laughs> it's that, it is a go, go, yeah. go. I'd rather have Jesus. Did she let the, uh-uh. <laughs> I don't need a fancy car. <laughs> I don't even have to have a diamond ring. <laughs> Did she go, oh, but give, but give me, me Jesus. <laughs> In the, in the midnight, midnight hour, hour. When my when my body is gone, <laughs> I can call on Jesus, God, and I know He'll answer. Brian, I know He'll answer. He can save your soul. He can make you whole. She sang the hell out of that song, didn't she? <laughs> and the choir back—they just screaming in the back. God, <laughs> it's just. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh, that that Kurt. Oh, he bring that out, bro. That's that alone. Then on that album also has real love on it. Look in my eyes and you will see. The way that real love used to be, like the flowers bloom in the springtime, and happiness was all mine. It's hard to let my feelings show, but I got to let somebody know about the love that Jesus has given me. Woo! He loosed my shackles and, and set, set me, me free. For- Brian, is it a dream or is it reality? Have I finally found someone who loves me? <laughs> I gotta go. We, we're still in the intro, man of God. I'm about to get caught up. Because that first album is so good. So good. It is so good. Yeah. Oh, all right. 
Oh, it's so good, so good. Ooh, so. And that's just that's just Kirk and, that's his, just and Kirk. his old stuff. Mm-hmm. We ain't even talking about. Um, Sometimes you have been up in the morning with Ty Trippett. We we did none of that. You feel like nothing chases the night before. Like it's gonna be a concert. Like right, you brought the sunshine. Ooh. All the things. Jesus is a love song. All the things. All of them. Israel, hope people from every nation and tongue, <laughs> generation, from generation. generation to generation. <laughs> we worship you. <laughs> He's the a, original. You are Alpha and Omega, brother. That thing still stirs the folk. I put that on sometimes and just cry. Just <laughs> we worship you. It's gonna be a good one. Um, I'm, I'm excited to go. I'm that's a. I ain't wanted to go to a gospel concert in a long time. I ain't been to a gospel concert in a while, but that one. That is the one. That's that's a good one. That's the one. That's the All one. Right. I'm Take so sorry, y'all, that we sat here for 30 minutes doing this intro. <laughs> But we'll make up for it. Let's head on over to the <laughs> to the blessing bless report and talk about yeah. some black excellence. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. All right, puzzle pieces. Thank you very much for sticking around. Uh, we want to go to the blessing report. Where we shout out black folks doing great black things, and we don't just support black people. Uh, doing Black History Month, we support black folks all year long. And not just on Juneteenth, all year long, we support black people, again, doing great black things. Black people need our support, so we do support them. We, if, if we ain't going to support them, who will, right? Uh, That's so, a word. Yeah, isn't it? Um, if we won't support them, who will? Who will? Who will? Uh, so the Blessed Report of the Canada Professional, Corbin J. Pickett, career coach for the culture. Corbin works to help black and brown professionals take their career and brand to the next level. He offers virtual and in-person workshops for career coaching and even DEI advice for companies. He recently hosted the Tokyo-ish workshop that explored the art of self-hype to advance your career, offering tools that help people leverage the power of LinkedIn, which is something most professionals are on. Uh, you can actually check him out right now on IG at the Candid Professional. Uh, to click the link and you can actually schedule a consultation. So I'm going to say that one more time for those that weren't listening. Uh, go on IG right now. At, uh, find at the Candid Professional. Click on the link in the bio. Schedule a consultation. Build your brand. Build your business. Build your brand. And uh, we believe that Corbin J. Pickett can uh, help you out with that. The career coach. All right. Bless up. All right. Um, I feel <laughs> like... Did somebody... Did anybody die this week or? I don't think nobody did since Jim Brown. Okay. Well, I guess, you know. God has, God has stayed the hand of death. He's been good. He's been good. He's been better than good to me. Oh, that's a good one. Now, ain't so it? Many... Listen. Mm-hmm. We ain't going to do that. We just got to talk about gospel music right. last week. It's turning us up. So All many right. ways he made. Yeah. So many times you hear me. You've been better than good to me. Better than good to me. Then I can beat it myself. Oh, my grandma would say it like this. Have you tried Jesus? Mm. He's, He's all right. right. <laughs> He's all right. He's all right. I tried him He's and I know. Right. I, listen, Yolanda said in one of her songs, this ain't something that I heard. This is something that I know. <laughs> listen. <laughs> Y'all ain't gonna get me stirred up. He's, he's so good. Up. Listen, God y'all ain't so gonna good. get me talking about these writings on the walls. All right. So let's bunny hop. 
Hop on over there to do it anyway. Let's bunny hop on over to the billboard. Let's talk about some secular music. Put it on the floor. <laughs> put it on the floor. Put it on the floor. <laughs> put it on the floor. Lotto and, and, and Cardi B. Bell Calise. They have a song that is. Brian, did you know that this is the first year in like so many odd years that no rap song or hip hop song has been number one on the billboard chart? I heard that. I heard that. That means rap music is butt right now. <laughs> yeah. Y'all are not giving us anything. Mm-mm. And this is one of the first years when you had no real like summer anthem either. Like, ain't nobody gave us nothing that just, yeah. you know. We, we almost July. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's a rap. Yeah. At least last year, it wasn't last year, Beyonce came in and saved the day would break my soul. Mm-hmm. It was everywhere. But this year, we don't get anything. Mm-mm. We just got to rely on the old faithfuls. Yeah, we got to, you know, can we talk and we can. Listen, last night I, I ain't going to do that. Um, (laughs) Put it on the floor. It was good voice though. It was good voice. Listen, you know what I'm saying? I sat there and thought about that. (laughs) I saw you staring. Shout out to uh, Avery Wilson again for his, that bridge. I mean, that just his performance of that all together is just, that man. My God. Anyway, Lotto and Bill Calise have this new song, and it is causing the girls to like put out their own remixes. There's our TikTok dances and all kind of stuff happening. But what I want you all to really pay attention to is one of Brian's favorite women rappers. Mm-hmm. She's from Miami, Florida. Yes. <laughs> She's currently dating or doing something real, with Diddy. Real bad. Real bad. She is a culture maven. <laughs> And um, yeah, so she put out, you know, a little freestyle or whatever. And then she told y'all girls, for the girls who was hating, she said, I ain't never mm-hmm. told y'all I was no lyricist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she not. never told y'all. And she's not. She We don't enjoy her for her lyricism. We enjoy her for her sound bites. And that's exactly yeah. what she gave us in this. Rhyme, I'm going to play it. And I want you mm-hmm. to I want you to give your commentary. So this is this is your this is your booba. Okay. okay. <laughs> Okay, here's the second part. It's it's Carisha. It's like it's City Girls. It's that's how she always raps. It's it's um, it's not and it's not bad. It is she said F your baby daddy F mine too. Like that's <laughs> my pay the bills. Like Yes. So people all in the comments talking about, oh, so you're a prostitute. She was like, not necessarily. She knows she's pretty. She yeah. know like and and in this game, and we're gonna keep it a buck. If you look like Carisha, you don't have to you you can be financially wealthy. And I'm not saying that that I'm not honoring that. I'm not giving any opinion. All I'm saying is based on the culture of the industry, mm-hmm. you look like Carisha. Mm-hmm. You can live a kept life. Yes. It's all I'm and saying. She, she, <laughs> she has a man who's not her man. And Diddy throws every penny he got at her. It pays the bills. And I'm sure there are so <laughs> many men who would be willing to bag Carisha? Like, yes, y'all can it, say what y'all want to say. If she was like on the marketing show interest, it would be no question. And but but to your point, her verses on brand too, though. Like, it's it's Carisha, right? It's like Carisha. y'all 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 not y'all expecting her. What are y'all expecting her from her? Like, I don't get it. 
Yeah. And like, I don't look for Carisha for great lyricism. <laughs> I don't look for Young Miami for that. I look for sound bites. I look for like her song the culture. Usher. Look at her pussy print is what she said. Like, that was the thing that just stood <laughs> out. Like, it wasn't the best line. It's just like, Carisha, what are you saying? <laughs> like, one, and it's funny. She did, yeah, yeah. She just featured where, she, where she's like, Buenos Noches. What is it? Like, what's yes. <laughs> like, yes. She remember saying, because cause it rhymed with something else. And yeah. then she said it so hood that she made it rhyme. It's like, come on. Like, and if y'all rock, if y'all look at rap ish too, like, that is the city girl's life. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, oh, I can't wait for it's coming back soon. Like so September or something like that, or something like August. You know, you know, Issa love playing in our face. So, anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, the girls talking about that, but let's 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 keep it let's keep it on rap. The Migos mm-hmm. reunion, maybe. So hopefully, rest in peace, take off. He had a birthday, and they celebrated it. And um, we saw something we didn't think we would ever see. Quavo and Offset came together to celebrate his birthday. Uh, I'm gonna say it this way: the Migos are better together. We mm-hmm. know that Quavo is like, you know, the face, the brand. You know, um, Offset got a little his own little swag or whatever. But Takeoff, Takeoff yeah. was the talent. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yes. now they say a talent has gone on, right from this year, from this year Earth. Mm-hmm. Them two probably can do okay as solo artists, but they need to come on together, get their TLC on, yeah, and be a little duo. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to ever replace Take. Because he can't be replaced. No. But y'all just could like, but I'm glad to at least see them together. Cause yeah. it was all these rumors about them not liking each other. And yeah, but it seemed and... it's seeming as if they're starting to put that to the side. Um, and they're celebrating together. Would you be would you be here for a Quavo offset album, Brian? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah without a doubt. Grant, again, like takeoff was the talent. Like he was my favorite Migo. Oh, yeah, for sure. He was he um, was their favorite Migo. They yeah. even said it. Yeah. <laughs> I liked his cadences, I liked his punchline, I liked his voice. You know, it, you you knew that it was his voice. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm here for it. You know, and they will sell records. They they would have. They're talented enough. And like, granted, I heard Offset's solo album, which wasn't wasn't great. Um, but they can they can they can put out some good music. They can put out some music, and I feel like. Everyone would listen because we all oh, want to yeah. know like what is what are y'all doing next? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of feel like we heard both all their solo projects and stuff like that, and it, and it wasn't it. So y'all y'all should just come back together and just do y'all thing together. I did like take off lead the way, lead the way, follow me, lead the yeah. That was that, that was take off though. Take, <clears throat> take off was take the off. one. He was the one. Yeah, but I do. But I also think if they get in their Migos bag and go mm-hmm. back to their formula, those two. While it will be a little something missing because Take isn't there, mm-hmm. um, but Take wasn't on Bad and Bougie. Yeah, who's like I left you know? on Bad and Bougie? But he well, I, he was off Bad and Bougie. Take like I went back right. and listened a few times. You weren't on Bad and Bougie, and it's mm. so. But it, but I say that to say it wasn't their best song, but it was one of their most popular songs. So to mm-hmm. that point, to that end, they could probably make some quality rap music. Well, yep. quality for that brand of rap. Music. Yeah, because I know people had their feelings about like the takeoffs and the futures of the world, but you know they served like Culture One, Two, and Three were were decent albums. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah, because yeah. Avalanche ain't nobody sampled the uh, Temptations like that, and it was a mm-hmm. decent. It, it was, was a, good. It was a good sample, bro. Mm-hmm. It was good. Papa Rosa Rolling Stone, but I got the Rolling Stones in the bell. But that's so it's so good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. anyway, 
Um, sticking with rap, my problematic fave. Okay. Onika Tanya Mirage announced that she was dropping an album in October. Okay. Before I get into some of my comments, Brian, mm-hmm. are you what? What are you thinking? Are you gonna listen to the album? Are you excited about the album? Like, you don't I just care. Know it's about to be hella messy for the next like four months. <laughs> oh, she gonna be on radio. She's gonna be screaming at people. Oh, it's gonna be crazy. You know, she she has like the no disrespect, but she has like the Kanye rollout plan. <laughs> if Go I'm, crazy. Come on, I, I'm 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 in in the cut for the longest time. <laughs> yep. New music is gonna come. I'm about to go out here and act a act a, I'm about to say all kind of stuff, I do all kind of stuff. Yep. Let the album drop and then you disappear again. Like yep. so and the she, thing about like Queen was a it wasn't like amazing. It was a decent body of work. I can't even hold you. It was decent. So she I don't think she's gonna give us trash. She's just like just hmm. just roll just, it out. Just like, yeah, just just rap. Just you rap. You are you are a great rapper. She really is. When she get in her bag and stop being silly, she is. But here's True. the here's the thing. Ever she it could be coincidence, Brian. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not. But when, ever since she made that announcement, her her problematic faves have been coming out. Lakim released a, a snippet of a song that was butt. Mm-hmm. Remy Ma released a snippet of a song. I heard that. Mm-hmm. That was butt. So I'm just like, it's kind of ironic. Y'all all of a sudden got these songs in the tank. And Kim, look, Kim's snippet sounded like a, a low-key Nikki diss, mm. uh, which I thought that was old news um but it's just ironic that these two i'm not a conspiracy theorist and i'm not saying that they coming for nikki specifically i just think it's that it is ironic timing Mm -hmm. that nikki says i'm dropping my album and then the next week two of her known enemies talking about we got this music coming out like yeah and here's the thing in the today of things y'all two ain't touching (laughs) even if the even if the songs were better you're not touching Nikki, and that's just a that's just a fact. That's just yeah, like no one is. You know what I'm saying? Like if you think about, I, I say this all the time. I give her props. Like she's in a category all herself in terms she of really female is, rap. and that's what's so disappointing <clears throat> about her antics. Like yeah. no matter what she does, no matter how old she is, these new girls can do whatever they want to do. If Nikki's gonna drop an album, it's about it's it's about to go wild. It's about to go crazy. Like yeah. it's just. You saw what Super Freaky Girl did, and that song wasn't even that great. And yeah. they went crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she did, she she broke a record. Did the first thing since Lauren Hill. Like, like it's okay. I like, just 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 roll it out. Go it go out. old school. Give us some graphics. Give us a, a a song here and there. Maybe leak a song that probably shouldn't have been, you know, leaked. Do something, but don't don't do the don't do the the, the what you've been doing recently <laughs> with the. Going after other women rappers and stuff yes. like that, and we don't need that. Agreed, 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 agreed. Um, lastly, but not least, on the Billboard, we just want to shout out Beyonce. She oh. wore all black designers on her general team show in, in Amsterdam. Uh, so Farrah Gummo, creative director Maximilian Davis, designed multiple outfits, including her red bead and crystal embroidered dress. Um, luxury fashion designer Laquan Smith, black, black, Laquan, L A, capital Q, <laughs> capital Q. <laughs> U-A-N Smith is behind Beyonce's metallic shattered glass cat suit and then if you liked her silver and her B body suits then um, Olivier Rothstein was the creative, the creative director of Balmain um, did those cat suits for her so shout out to Beyonce Beyonce is always pushing the culture 
um, and celebrating mm. us. And that is a perfect segue into this week's living room. We wanted to, yesterday was Juneteenth as we're recording this. And a lot of things happened on Juneteenth. Um, it is a federal holiday now. Brian and I were both off. We celebrated. We did our things. Yep. But we want to talk about what it means to protect the sanctity um, that makes Juneteenth what it is. That is our blackness, right? Um, so let's yeah. jump into the living room. So grab your drinks, grab your snacks. Me and Brian both had Taco Tuesday nights. So grab your tacos, your chips, and your sauce, or whatever yep. it is. Head into the living room and let's have this good conversation. <clears throat> let's do it. All right, good people. We are in the living room again, and thank you so much for joining us. We recognize that we have some a few new followers via the Instagram. So if you're listening for the first time, welcome. And this is the hey. part of the show um, where we talk about, you know, this is the this is this is the meat. This is the real depth of our show where we take a topic yes. and really dive into it. And this week we want to talk about as we talked about. I don't want to say black magic because it has such a connotation, but I do know blackness is magical. It is it is mystical. Yes. It is it is it has a mystique and our blackness. It is unique. It is not monolithic. It is all these type of things. And I want to just talk about in the ways that I know Brian mentioned few episodes ago like gatekeeping certain things in the culture um mm-hmm. so what does that mean for us how do we gatekeep how do we protect how do we honor how do we uplift um but going into that conversation i want to ask you brian one how did you celebrate mm-hmm. juneteenth and then two now that it is a national holiday um you know what does juneteenth mean for you does it mean more to you now do you think mm-hmm. it's going to be diluted like well, just just give me your thoughts around it Okay, so first question was, what did it look like? So this year, we we were actually, we had, had a birthday party in North Carolina, so we were driving back. So we were driving most of June, too. Um, however, we ate at a restaurant, and I had on a black, red, and white gangrene shirt. So I'm definitely going to dress the part for Juneteenth. I'm going to have my Juneteenth apparel on. Brooklyn had her Juneteenth t-shirt on. Lauren had her black, you know, uh, stuff on. I had on Juneteenth. Uh, not really June Black History Month, Juneteenth t- Jordans. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm going. I'm a. I'm aware of the stuff, right? I'm going to celebrate in if anything off presentation. Um, what was the what was the other question you asked? You said the um, uh, what does it look like now? Now, now, or? now there's a federal holiday. Like, has your feelings around it changed? Do you celebrate <sighs> more? Are you you know? It hadn't changed. I kind of before it was a federal holiday. I enjoyed it to the fact of like I knew so. My whole thing was, even though Juneteenth wasn't a federal holiday, and I probably was required to work on Juneteenth, I never worked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, I was on the clock, did not work. And it was like on some, you know, I'm doing this for my ancestors. They was on the clock, not getting paid. You know what I'm saying? I'm on the clock, getting paid. I'm not doing no work. So mm-hmm. it was it was kind of like my day of rebellion in a sense like i'm going to celebrate the ancestors my way i'm not gonna do no work i'm gonna send them to the man and i dare them to say something to me um uh also growing up i, I think i said before like we did juneteenth celebrations lamert park every year um, you saw the girls got to shooting in lamert park yesterday I heard. jasmine didn't even get to sing she didn't why <laughs> why can't we have another night y'all <laughs> that's, and that's your hood brian them your people that's the West I'm gonna Coast. Say it was stuff. Outside. I'm gonna say it was some outside. Y'all be talking about y'all be talking about Memphis and they and, and Lamert <laughs> got shot up yesterday. My God. That was that was some white folks come in to try to uh try to sabotage a good thing. <laughs> That's I'm, I'm gonna blame it on them. Um I, so Juneteenth. 
it, it, it doesn't take away from it, but I kind of felt cooler because it was like, this is ours. You know what I mean? Um, it was kind of like a day that we all celebrated um, collectively. But then also to a, to, a, to, a, to a different point, there were a lot of black people that didn't even know about Juneteenth. You know what I mean? So that is a thing. So although now white folks are are learning about it, there are a good mm-hmm. percentage of black folks that had nothing about it. And then also it just gives us another opportunity to come together, like a fellowship, cookout, you know, be hella black, be hella loud, you know, where our Juneteenth, you know, stuff is it going to be commercialized? Of course it is. Like, but that just comes with the territory uh, within it. We I guess we're sure we'll talk about that at some point, but yeah, like, I'm cool with it. It was a little weird at first, but I'm cool with it now. What about you? No, I agree. So, um, I wore, um, I forget the name of the brand, but it was like a collarless shirt with like African print down the front. I wore that to mm. church Sunday. Oh, <clears throat> and Ash, yeah. Ash had on all black dress with like green, yellow, and red earrings. And it was, we was, we was in our kente and we was, <laughs> we was, we was doing the things. Um, in our colors. Yeah. We was in our colors. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I, I think I forget the name of the brand, but I think I gotta just for context for the people who are, who may uh, who may catch a video of this one day. Uh, da, 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 da. But I had that on that church Sunday yesterday. Um, my trainer uh, had a cookout at his house, and I got invited mm-hmm. over, so I went over there. And, you know, we cooked out; it was just fun. People playing spades and black stuff. Black people uh-huh. do what black people do at cookouts. Um, yep. So I had a good time. That shirt. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So real, real, you know, African, you know, it was, yeah. I did my thing. Listen, I rep- represented. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like, that's what we did. And then I think I feel you in the sense that, you know, Walmart had the Juneteenth ice cream, I think the first year. Yeah. Like that. So that kind of stuff, like, is a, it's no bother. It's annoying. Um, because it's like, you ain't got to do all this. You ain't got to mm-hmm. give me no real, red, green, and black ice cream. No, we don't. Nothing we, like that. Like, that. you know what I'm saying? Kind of, I don't want to say treat like MLK in the sense that there's no real decoration for MLK Day, but like you ain't got a pro. We we go we go we got it. We gonna take care of it. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're we gonna take care. We, we gonna this. celebrate. Like we don't we don't need. A, I don't need a Juneteenth greeting card. I don't, you know what I'm saying? No. Like it's cool if you had it, some like like I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad if like there was like some maybe Juneteenth balloons or like may, maybe some like yeah. themed plates and stuff like that. But like to go all out mm-hmm. of like, ice cream and. That, yeah. Like that's that's excessive. Um, that's a bit you know, much. That's a bit because I mean because as the holiday grows, people may have. I mean, black folk going we gonna it could it, when it get warm outside. That's a reason to grill. But you yeah. give us a holiday and be off work, we definitely gonna grill, right? Yeah. Um, we gonna cook out. We just and we gonna do what we do. We gonna come there. We gonna celebrate. And I, but I think what you, I love what you said about you know it's the deeper meaning and for people like my kids like this this is now gonna be a part as much as they're trying to take stuff away. Now this is a holiday. It's now going to be a part of our history lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, the ability for them to learn about, you know, Juneteenth and why is it, why is it, why it is important, right? And not just the Emancipation Proclamation. That that wasn't that wasn't the end all be all mm-hmm. of it. Um, so definitely agree with you there. But within that, knowing that Juneteenth may get commercialized, and that's just and that's just one portion of our yeah. lived experience, right? As Black mm-hmm. people. Um, yeah. One of my homies who's in the DEI space with me, she posted, I reposted her thing. She was like, I hope that y'all don't do what y'all did to MLK Day, right? And turn mm-hmm. it into like this white, 
you feel like you got to be a white savior and it becomes your holiday when yeah. it was really about us honoring one of our icons a man that y'all hated yeah when he died right yeah. <laughs> like y'all hated this man when yep. he died and now it's it's so interesting how it is flipped and he's become this y'all romanticized king in his message yeah um, but that was definitely not the case and eventually because white people and white supremacy is going to do what it does you know they're going to begin to kind of romanticize this i feel like in a way too but i also feel like it bucks up against july 4th so i feel like it's going to always have conflict with certain white people but in yeah. the midst in the midst of, what was you about to say you about to say something yeah I, well i saw the spin the spin this year was republicans were saying it was the completed work of lincoln right oh the completed girl. work of the republican party okay girl <laughs> y'all do know that the republican party of lincoln while we're not giving lincoln very little credit the republican party right. of lincoln is not the republican party of today just like yeah. when they try to make that stuff about the democrats the democratic party of then was not the democratic party of today the stuff that the democrats mm -hmm. are fighting for today them people would have flipped over back mm -hmm. then right so like we, yeah like let's the parties evolved they yeah. did they evolved and that's just what happened right mm -hmm. they did all of y'all was terrible was ran by racist white people yeah like and well, don't none of y'all really deserve no badge and no cookies it ain't like y'all right. did anything amazing right yeah but let's see that kind of stuff this ain't a great conversation i'm not gonna go there <laughs> um but understanding all this stuff that happens and living in the societies that we live in brian we got people talking against um critical race theory you got candace owens you're in my great conversation saying the kind of stuff she's saying Oof. but then you still have the existence of people like even though tucker carlson lost his show you got people like him that still exist right all these things how do we or how do you specifically or what ways can you suggest to the puzzle pieces and everyone listening? How do you protect, and I'm going to call it the sanctity of your mm. blackness while existing in public spaces? Because this is, I feel like blackness is sanctified. It is. It's, it's, <laughs> we're culture, because we're culture within a culture. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We, especially American black folks, we are a culture within a culture. Yeah. Uh, we have our own spaces. We have our own terminology. We have our own language. We literally have our own thing. I think that's what, I think was what bothers people. Is the fact that we have all of these things that are ours, like yeah. even AA, what is AAVE, whatever, something like that. African American so, vernacular English. Yep. Yeah, we have our own stuff. We have our own culture. We have our own clothing. We have our own, you know, music. We have everything, and within this 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 group of of uh, people, we allow people to get in. Sometimes people snatch it. People, you know, colonize certain things from this culture. But I think that's really the issue: is we are self governing, self, you know. A body of people to where it's like we we have our own um so how do we protect that <clears throat> i think we say it on the show all the time like just being authentic within that um i'm gonna say gatekeep the hell out of everything that we have like you know what i'm saying i saw one meme that was like do y'all invite y'all white partner to june celebrations and somebody replied that's being like you don't invite the person who the reason why we had to have Juneteenth to the Juneteenth <laughs> celebration. Like that don't make no sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's okay that like it's not. I think sometimes as a culture we are too inclusive. Mm. Okay. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like Being we are, the, especially after I just taught a lesson on how to make your work cultures more inclusive. <laughs> yeah, so Chicago. I, Go I feel like so I feel like in black culture. We understand what it's like to be excluded. Sure. 
So oftentimes we don't want anybody to feel the level of pain and the hurt and the rejection and the oppression mm, that mm. we felt. So oftentimes when things happen, we always quick advice somebody to the cookout. Yeah. Right. Where in some cases the cookout may be the best moment for us to just be us. Like we talked about Gail and Oprah earlier, let our hell that hair down, have those conversations even if we're sitting there having conversations about political things and we're disagreeing, I would rather us be just us disagreeing and coming to a common viewpoint, thought process, educating one each other, each, each other when it just being us there, right? Yeah. But oftentimes we have these spaces and we're like, oh, you know what? We, we want to be inclusive. Let's invite other people in these spaces. And what ends up happening sometimes is those people get in those spaces and then they be like, oh, well, these are my black mm. friends. And then yeah. they, they, mm. they feel like their voice matters. Right, or their opinion matters, and they want to also sometimes play devil's advocate and give their point of view. Or then, or the other side of that is, I'm the black savior, I'm the white savior because I'm coming here with these black people. I, I heard what you guys mm-hmm. are saying. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna be on the crusade mm-hmm. for black people, and then tell my God, white people and black people why black people are upset, why they're hurting, why they need this, why they need that, and what they're supposed to do. So it 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 has moments where I feel like sometimes we're just a little too inclusive. Yeah. Um, uh, in our spaces, and sometimes it's, it's okay to be like, "Nah, let us just let us just have this one." You know what I'm saying? Let us just have this. No, you're right. I think I think there is a lot of truth to that. I think there are times because the culture doesn't exist without black culture. Popular culture, American culture specifically, does not exist without black culture. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes in those spaces, they come in, they try to co-op. Yep. Mm-hmm. Our stuff, right? Our music, our looks, our style. I mean, even down to like our DNA and biology, right? We see the lip fillers, we see the butts, and and, mm-hmm. and you know, I know we got a lot of women who are doing enhancements to their bodies and stuff. You know, your body, your choice. But a lot of that was white women trying mm-hmm. to darken their skin, namely the Kardashians, right? These deeper tans, these like those women, especially the Jenner sisters, look yeah. nothing like. One thing Wendy Williams said a bunch of terrible things. Mm-hmm. But one thing Wendy Williams said that is always kind of funny but very true mm-hmm. is that your children gonna tell on you. Yeah. Because that DNA is that DNA. I don't care what that doctor did. Oh, but that DNA mm-hmm. <laughs> is that DNA. So when you put when you get that child, which is probably why Kim Kardashian was so pressed to have these black children. So yep. that, that DNA can be overridden. Because <laughs> yeah. David, if she had dated a white man. North and them, them beautiful kids. They, you know, I'm gonna call all children beautiful for the sake of this argument. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't have looked like that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say it that no. way. So you're right. I think that they co-opt the culture, and that can be harmful. And I do think. I mean, even when we think about our jobs, employee resource groups, affinity groups, whatever y'all call them at y'all corporations, they exist for a reason. Yeah. I think there is beauty in representation. I think there is beauty in like-minded communities, mm-hmm. and some stuff is only. Um, experienced in its fullness, going back to the Gail and Oprah, when you're around somebody you can relate to, right? right? How many times, we've said this plenty of times on the show, have we been in mixed race crowds? And it seems as if the black people or the people of color always navigate to each other. When I was in New York, bro, it was like a hundred of some of us. But the people who I got a group chat with, Mm -hmm. it is three black people and an Afro-Latino woman. 
Yeah. And, and all the time, Afro Latino knows what the deal is. And she, and she, but she <laughs> identifies, but she proudly identifies as Afro Latino. Like she's like, yeah. I am black. As so she identifies as a black woman. Um, but that's that's in our group chat. And then outside of that group chat, we kind of formed a bond together. Like when we were hanging out, the other people who were with us were black folk. Yeah, I mean, we we kicked it with the white people, but when it was time to go out and explore the city and see who we would be friends with, it was the black people. But it was because we had like minded, we were able to talk about some of the ways in which, even though this was a very inclusive and diverse group, some of the ways in which we still felt excluded. Yeah, right. In a group that was supposed to be, and it was one of the it was, and Brian, I'm gonna tell you that New York group was one of the most diverse groups I've ever been in. In terms of identity, mm-hmm. race, socioeconomic background, education, it was a range. Yeah, but we would still felt like they could have done better there. Yeah, could have done better here. This mm-hmm. could have been a thing. So I, you know, so I agree. I agree to an extent that um, we can. I think. I think we can be. We can be so welcoming sometimes that we we dilute we dilute our spaces. Yeah, and I think that. Sometimes we we shouldn't have to do that. I think we we're forced to do it sometimes at work. Uh, when we talk about appropriation, when we talk about assimilation, when we talk about all these different types of things, right? Um, but I feel like if I'm at my house and you know, not for nothing, it's an all black situation. Yeah, that environment is just different. It's yeah. different, right? And it's different for a reason, right? And there's a level of comfort and everything that that exists there um, that wouldn't still be there if it was a little bit more integrated. And here's the thing: I don't know, I don't know that Brian and I are saying that integration is bad. Like, I don't want to say I got white friends. Like, I, I'm a cool <clears> with some <throat> white people. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some great white people out there, but I also feel like there's real power in collective community among folk who look like you. Yeah, what I don't know, and, and yeah. I'm not, I'm not against. Okay, so I'm not even against white people saying like I want to live around white people, I want to be around white people because again, it's shared experiences. We both think, live in mixed neighborhoods. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, <laughs> I think that what the issue is when when white people be like I don't want to live by black people, it's rooted in a sense of white supremacy and racism. It's yes. not shared it's not, experiences. You it's know not the it's, same. It's not the same. Whereas we're like oftentimes we, you know, some. Obviously, we grew up in environments and spaces where we were usually again we're minorities. Okay. Yes. So if you're a minority, you go to places you're usually the minority. So you want to find people who are, are like you, who have similar experiences, because oftentimes in a room full of thousand people, there's probably we're twelve percent of the population. There's a, a so 120 black people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Shared experiences. I, I love I love our friend group because you know Chris is from Georgia. You're from Tennessee. I'm from California. Lauren's from Virginia. Uh, Ash is from Minnesota, right? Kiana, she's from uh, Mississippi. We'll say she's from Mississippi for conversation's sake, right? Sure. We're all literally from different places and parts of the United States where we all have, uh, we all can probably have the same upbringing, share stories. It's just, it's just, it's just shared experience. So it's, we can be in a room and then, you know, look at somebody, somebody can say something, look at, look at it. We don't even know this person. We just met them today. They're a black person. They somebody says something to the mic that was a little problematic or a little off. We go look at another black person and make a face, and it's gonna be like, mm-hmm. uh, like, did you see? Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. Wow, that's crazy. And then after the fact, we're gonna debrief on what, what what happened, what was said, and then we can we can unwind. And then yeah, was I tripping? Were you tripping? Did you hear right. that? You know, mm-hmm. and and that's what it is. So I don't. I, I again, I don't. Black people, I don't think we're we're exclusive. We don't exclude people, um, but we definitely want to find 
places because it's just shared experience. Also, also too is I'm pretty sure you've done. I'm pretty sure black people have done this. Anytime you go somewhere, especially if you know it's not a black function, yeah, you go to the place and you're looking around to see if there's anybody black there. You're, you're looking around, to find them. trying to find them, trying to make sure. Like, do I have some support here? You know, is there? You know, maybe you know, is it safety? You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's stuff like that, and, and you know. Uh, I don't even know what what the question was, but that's that's just I think with our experiences is the fact that we just want to find each other, find what we're doing, so then we can kind of be safe, and then, like you said, like let our um, you know, let our hair down, let our hair down, and I think it's even a joy in there because you talk about somebody say some like off kilter, but even the moments where something is funny, yeah, we're look we at each laugh. other and we're gonna laugh at the same things, like yeah, you know, or we're gonna understand if something comes up, we're gonna have a similar experience around. A joke, like even somebody said, you know, random joke. You know, everybody mama got that drawer with the grocery bags in them. It's because everybody mama really did. I I have one today. Like yeah. you need a you need some spare grocery bag. You just need some grocery bags. Yeah, you do. You know what I'm saying? You do. Yes, they, they, they're perfect for the bathroom trash. Yeah, <laughs> you know you what I'm saying. It's something. If you got a baby, we don't buy them diaper jenny things. You put that dirty diaper in that Kroger bag. You tied up and going outside. Like you know, it's just like. Yeah, it's a lunch bag. It's, it's a it's a lunch bag. It can cover your hair real quick if you need to run outside. It's mm-hmm. it's so many. It could be shoe covers. It's so many car things. <laughs> Listen, we I keep a bag in my car so as my kids collect stuff, it becomes a little trash bag in the car. Like you just dump it. Yeah, extra napkins, extra condiments, all the, all the things. Right. Yeah. And some of us got a little more bougie. We put our condiments maybe in a Ziploc bag and put it in the pantry. The fact yeah. is, is that we hold on to the condiments, right? Yeah. We hold on to random napkins and all this other type of stuff. And I think that's the beauty of our culture. Um, so when people don't understand those type of things, it's not like we ain't trying to like keep you out of it. This is just, this is black American culture. And some yeah. way, somehow, like you said, no matter where we were in the United States, it all you all way in California. I'm all way in Tennessee. Didn't know, you know, twelve year old Brian did not know eight year old Josh. But mm. somehow our mamas was doing some of the same things. Yes, in terms of how they was mm-hmm. raising us and just some cultural things yeah. around us. And that it that is the black experience. Yeah, right. And and you know, not for nothing. I don't I haven't met too many white people who can say that. Mm-mm. Who can say that I did this and I did that and that's just what we did. No, yeah. they, they, y'all don't use. That's why I make the joke about do black white people really have cousins? Because y'all, it's so many <laughs> things that y'all don't share alike. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we the ones at the we the one got the 15 different color picnic shirts from all the yeah. federal reunions because yeah. it's just what we do. It's just mm-hmm. I don't know when we started it. I don't know why we needed a shirt with the family tree on it, but that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> Genealogy. Yeah, and it's every family, like the Hares, yeah. the Rogers, the be like, it doesn't matter. We just do, even if our families don't meet often, when we get together, it's going to be a t-shirt. That's going to yeah. be a part of the family union packet. And somebody, yep. grandma, going to ask, where's my t-shirt? You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's what it's, like, it's our collective experience. Um, and I think to, you know, going back to your original question, I think putting guardrails around, that stuff right there to me is sacred. Because yeah. you you can't really quantify that. That is qualitative data that you can't put numbers on. It is just a shared experience, but it is it is it is relative and important data because it exists. You can touch yeah. it, you can see it, you can you can experience it, right? I can't give you a number. I can't tell you like the 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 the, the theory and a mathematical equation of why we have 15, 15 1100 bags in a drawer, but I just yeah. know it exists and I know that 
for all the reasons why we just explained, it's why it's there. Right? Yeah, I, but I can't I can point you it. back to the root. I yeah. don't know that Harriet did that, right? Right. <laughs> but I know, we, I know we do it. Yeah, I could kind of using using your grandmother's cooking as an analogy for the black experience, Bruh. <laughs> give me one fourth of a third cup of this. What is Ow. that? But in what her mind, bro, that cake comes out perfect every time, and it's delicious. And it's um, and ninety, she'll be ninety seven, <laughs> and it's still doing it. And here's the thing: my grandma has a tenth grade education. Her mother probably was less educated, and mm-hmm. somehow. They, cause Brian, you you're a better baker than I am. Baking is a cooking is inspired. Yes, baking is it's a science. It's a science. <laughs> it's, if, if you One put a little bit too much of this, it's it's, it's yeah. gone. Yeah. Somehow that woman, my grandma was born in 1926. That woman, her mama born in 18 something, taught my grandma how to make caramel from scratch, mm-hmm. how to make this cake from like like straight up, you know, like. That's 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 ingenuity. That is black. Yeah, yeah. I told I, my grandma said I need a cup of sugar. I gave her the milk cup. She said, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." That woman went and got a coffee cup. Said, "This is a cup of sugar." And, and, and that's culture. Dipped, and that's culture. But <laughs> when I tell you the cake wasn't too sweet, it was it was it was what it was, bro. It's culture. Yes, it's culture. And, <laughs> it's that, and that's culture. what it is. Like the, what it the is. world would be like. A, this is a cup. This is this but is in a cup our, of sugar. But in our in our cult in our culture, it we we're like your grandma with the the cup the cup that I'm familiar with. You know yes. what I'm saying? That's and, a cup of sugar. And, right. and what happens is we can make the same cake. Mm-hmm. Ours is going to taste better, and they're going to be like, "Well, we we followed the ingredient, we followed the the recipe, and you, but you can't follow the recipe. You can't you follow can the try. recipe. You can but try. It would, it would never." Be the same. And I think again, grandma, I think that's where the hate comes from. Staying on that same example, when she made the fried apple pie, she made that dough from scratch. She didn't measure anything. She rolled that flour out. That she was just kneading. I said, Grandma, you're going too fast. But it's just, it was like second nature, bro. She was mm-hmm. she, I mean, just homemade dough came out of nowhere. Mm. Throwing them apples in there, you know, putting a little fork thing to make it pretty, mm-hmm. dipping them in yeah. that because and, and white people would call them jokers, you know. Peach cobbler empanadas or something. I'm talking about yeah. that fried peach pie. That's what it is. <laughs> fried apple pie is what right. they are. And then she get fans with it and throw some sweet potato mix in there. Fried sweet potato pie. Like mm, it's just, delicious. it's just you just keep going and going and going. But again, we could do this. Make it bougie. Call them sweet empanadas. Put some yeah. powdered sugar on it. Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm-hmm. And then she'll tell you you got to overcook your apples because when you fry them. They firm back up. Like, it's, it's just the, the science around, like, the, the mm-hmm. thought behind it all. Like, you think maybe, because you would think maybe I'm not going to cook them too long because they're going to mm-hmm. cook again. But yeah. you overcook them so that they can throw something in their back. Like, it's just like, that's black. And I've yeah. never heard anybody outside of our culture, maybe some of our brown uh, family members, but I've never mm-hmm. heard specifically white folks say, we got to do it this way because that happens. It's Their stuff is by the book. This is the yeah. Yamalo. This is the green, green passerole, guys. You yeah. know, <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah, you know, so we have to protect those and protecting yeah. that means not understanding what grandma did, but one day setting up a camera and watching mm-hmm. just watching it and then trying yeah. to duplicate it and yeah. be like, I can't explain to you what three fourths of a cup is, but yeah. that's how much sugar going there, Josh. Yeah. And that's what we go we recreate it, bro. Like, I don't know. Because yeah. this, this stuff. And I think that's the I think that could be Brian. Not that I'm kind of thinking. One of the reasons I know me and you specifically feel so strongly about some of the 
traditions of the church. Yeah. Because if we don't keep them going, we're going to lose it all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to lose. I want to evolve. I want to be modern, right? Yeah. But some stuff I want to hold strong to. So yeah. I mentioned, um, you know, I let intercessory prayer. And when I when I tapped in, bro, mm-hmm. and I got to the point about pleading the blood, I went straight to my Rock of Ages days. Yeah. Like, I, all of that fancy language, all them three degrees, oh. out the door. Mm-hmm. Blood still has power. Blood saves us. The blood, the blood, the blood. Like, that kind of stuff, like... You know what I'm saying? But you got people now who's like, and God, we thank you for the work that you did on Calvary and your blood that was shed and the and all the amino acids that came through your system. No! <laughs> the blood! <laughs> we just scream. If you scream the blood in a certain black church, service yeah. is over, right? Yeah. But again, that is some of the sanctity of blackness because we yeah. get that. Yeah, we just like if, if, like if me and you, Brian, could be in the mall and yeah. then somebody be like, huh? We gonna turn around and be like, who did? We gonna all make a thing, right? Because we know some, we know it's somebody churchy. We're yeah. going to respond. We're not gonna get scared. We gonna just no. look around, right? For other people, that's it's that kind of stuff. Yeah. That is the sanctity, even in public spaces where we, to your point, we authentically exist in our own ways. Mm-hmm. That makes so much sense, and it makes us so beautiful. Yeah. Um, did you have anything else before we move on to the next one? No, I think I think we said it. We're good. We're okay. Good. Mm-hmm. So now that we've kind of talked about like understanding what that sanctity of blackness is and you know not that we didn't understand it before but like what does it mean though like for the people who don't get it how do you navigate the tough conversations for the people like brian how does your hair grow like that or do you have do you wash your hair every day or you know why do you put so much seasoning on your chicken and you know all all the stuff that we just explained the whys behind it or even not just that kind of stuff culturally but even the the people who would say this is the finished work of, of of Lincoln or people who would say, you know, but what about 4th of July? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do we navigate these cuff conversations while still needing to celebrate? Uh, I think because I, I, I see both sides of the coin. Okay. <clears throat> One side of the coin is we're not your teachers. <clears throat> we're not your teachers. We get tired of teaching you. There's Google. But within that, who's writing those articles, right? Who's the one doing that? So perfect example. And this could, you know, whites do this all the time. They'll appropriate something and make it negative, right? So right now, woke is like the negative term. (sighs) You know, everything is woke religion, woke, uh, you know, politics, woke education, woke Everything, everything is woke and is negative. But and 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 then they're giving these these fake definitions of what woke is, where we're like, you know, woke is really just you know being aware of surroundings. Don't fall for tricks. Don't fall for get gangs and gimmicks. You know what I'm saying? So when we would say like things are woke or I'm woke stuff like that, it was really just us being aware to where we're not being duped or you know basically stay on our on our guard. So it. On one hand, is like you want to have the conversation so it's told accurately. Yeah. On the other hand, you don't want to have the conversation because it's like I'm like, like do do the work, do the work yourself. Do you know what I'm saying? Work. It's like you know, if if honestly, somebody, I, I would even respect it more if somebody was like, hey, so I was reading this Tanasi Coates book and it said this. You know what I'm saying? What is this? this is what my thought is on it. Mm-hmm. I like. Can it. you I clarify that. from your perspective? Can you clarify why this is? 
Because yeah. you come from, at that point, you come from a place of really legit. I've 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 done my own work. I've done my research. Now I want clarification, and then also I want I want you know you want to make sure that you're doing this for you know, for allyship, but not just for you know to at some point be able you know to be somewhere and and try to connect with somebody to, to be the white the white savior. But yeah. <clears throat> we come from a place of I've done my research. I'm trying to figure this out. I, I really want to know this, right? Mm-hmm. I have my thoughts, my opinions. I've done my research, but I want to know from somebody that you know that I can be, you know, I can ask this question to you in a safe space. I can trust. I trust your opinion. That wouldn't be, that would, I wouldn't mind that because you have already done a certain level of work. But if you're sitting there saying stuff like, you know, why is your hair like that? And what do you think about this? And, you know, how do you celebrate? It rolls like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just stuff like that is just silly. But if you are really asking the question, trying to figure out, legitimately what you can do how you can do it but you've come you're coming to me with already done research yeah and you're pointing to certain things i can understand that that isn't offensive to me mm-hmm. but when you're just you know trying to have conversation or you're just trying to you know say stuff to be like the devil's advocate or to kind Oof. of low-key poke holes at theories and thought processes and ideologies regarding our culture that you don't agree with or some people what they'll do is they'll ask the question not for clarity but to really kind of challenge our thought process right or challenge i'm not i'm I'm not i'm not questioning i'm just you know i'm wondering did you know that or they try to you know white explain or try to white educate or white you know whitewash history say well did you did you know that you know black people own slaves too like stuff like that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like like and we'd be that, like, yeah, we and just like Mr. Gaines said in Drift World, yes, some black people own slaves, but rich black people also bought slaves to reunite families. Yeah. Like let's 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 point that part out, right? Now that might have been yeah, let's, let's get the whole thing. Yeah, but let's get the whole yeah, thing. There's and, also some black people who got wealthy enough where they were able to buy their families and provide freedom right. to their families. Like right. that's it. That also and, happened, and, right? But they don't want to tell that side of the story. No. <clears throat> and and just as they're just as Within that, there are outliers. There are people who've done things in the and within the black community. There are some black folks who we do not like and do not trust. Candace, Candace Owens. Owens would have owned would have owned slaves. We know this. She don't like we black people because for her, she, she would have owned slaves. As an economic advantage. Yeah, she was all this capitalism. Yeah, and and she would have saw it as you know you know I'm I'm pushing the culture forward by creating generational wealth by also negatively you know affecting. My my culture, you know what I'm saying? Like, so no, nah, yeah. like she's an idiot. Yeah. Um, but no, you're absolutely right. But then doubling down on that, I'm gonna ask a follow-up question. So, how do you feel about people who um so you got the one end of the spectrum, right? The people who question and even the microaggressions that happen and that. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about people who appropriate the culture? Like are the Jack Harlows and Eminem appropriators of the culture or appreciators of the culture? Um, I'm gonna ask that very directly. Yeah, I feel like they they lean more to appreciation than appropriation. Okay. Um, because recently that, I asked it because recently Jack Harlow was in with the, the bonnet about that bonnet. Yeah. So what are you protecting? And you're in public. You're not. Yeah, it'd be one thing if somebody said you sleep in one. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. But out in public, bro. Come yeah. on. You you have a bonnet. You think it's cool. You wanna you want black people to be like, oh look. He's down, you know. And what I'm Jack Harlow puts out decent music, so I'm not gonna even hold you. Yeah, you know, um, it's it's tough because 
Like, so since I'm like Eminem, you well, grew up. Before you go to Eminem, I just okay. want to pause. I maybe shouldn't have brought Eminem up because Eminem was always white. Yeah. Just white. I mean, he talked about the, the, the trailer trash of his neighborhood and he was white. Just He was just a pretty darn phenomenal rapper. But and outside of like maybe his way of dress, I don't know that Eminem really appropriated culture in that way. Because he also grew no, up in Detroit. I, so it was a certain, you know yeah. what I'm saying? He grew up in the hood of Detroit. And his, so his, certain things he was exposed to. Yeah. And and I'm and I'm and I'm not for lack of a better phrase, his best friends were black. You know what I'm saying? Like the people you grew up around and Sometimes your closest that's friends. Different. Yeah. Yeah, like so some of that culture is going to rub off. Mm-hmm. But he's never mm-hmm. in on a quote unquote, I'm gonna use this quote unquote because I don't really like the word phrase, the term, but he never tried to sound like a black person. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, or he was always trying to shade certain but his thing. Yeah. It was always, I'm a poor white <laughs> trash yep. kid. Mom was on drugs. Dad wasn't in the picture from Detroit. Trailer mm-hmm. park. You know, he was always white. Yeah. Um, so I would think he more appreciates Jack, probably is more of an appropriator. Um, because appropriation, I think to me, the thin, the thin line is, you know, are you celebrating it? To celebrate it as a fan, or are yeah. you celebrating it to then um, extract, yeah, you know, fame and fortune, say, yeah, and economic gain, popularity, yeah, all that, all, yeah, yeah. So, biggest appropriators in, in culture are the Kardashians. We we know that for a fact. Oh, they are the the largest huge. group of black. Their wealth like, was built off the black back. Yeah, from from OJ Simpson. Uh, to Ray you know, J, to, to Ray J, J to say what all you want to say about Ray athletes. J. Kim Kardashian was not Kim Kardashian until that sex tape. Uh, not, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, so yeah, like I think, uh, I think appropriation to me is just the frustrating thing. It's because one, it's you're doing it for the financial gain. You're doing it to because you know that the. Uh, uh, certain people like a certain black aesthetics or African aesthetics, and you're like, I know I can use this um, to make money. And often, and really, appropriation oftentimes for that gain is really colonization, right? It's mm-hmm. a form of that. It's like I'm going to go into an industry, go into a culture, extract the certain goods, a thought process, an ideology, or uh, something like that, and then I'm going to use it for my gain. So I'm exploiting it, extracting it, exploiting it. Mm-hmm. For my economic gain, and that's usually what appropriation is in, in my thought process, um, and that is disgusting. Um, and it often, oftentimes too, is like you may appropriation can also be the gap partnering air quotes with Dapper Dan, right, to sell these sweatshirts, but because you're trying to sell it to a certain demographic, mm-hmm. right. Or and that's the slippery slope, I think, right? <laughs> yeah. Because on one end, we do need greater representation in these fashion houses, even if the, even if it is the fashion house of Gap, right? Yeah. But like, why are you just now tapping into Dapper Dan? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and that's the thing. Like, and I guess at some point, everybody has to figure out their own de and I journey. But at the same time, it's like there's been black. Like you've had Damon. Jo- no, you said you had black designers for a while. That we yeah. could have seen partnerships with. And it's like now in the 2021 of things, mm-hmm. we want to, you know what I'm saying? Then, you know, for all intents and purposes, like what, like 
You see how Adidas is struggling without Kanye right now? Mm-hmm. I can say what y'all want to say. Them shoes weren't that great looking, but them Yeezys was Adidas bread and butter. Yeah. And they are going through it. They yeah. are legit. They are going through it the same way they went through it when Mike decided to sign with Nike. They are struggling <laughs> right now. I mean, yeah. they are. Because I, I, did you watch Air? No, I haven't watched it yet. So, right. I mean, but even if you just know the history, like uh-huh. Adidas was on top. They had the yeah. song with Ron DMC, everything. And they thought they was going to land Mike. Mike signed with Nike. It was a wrap. And I feel like yeah. we're in that space again now that Yeezy has left. They had found their, they found their thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and to Yeezy's fault and to Adidas' credit, however, you know what I'm saying, that's happening. So we see the impact, even when it's problematic impact of black culture and blackness, yeah. even in fashion and what that means. So I think, I think sometimes in fashion and in even in music, sometimes it's a slippery slope because like going back to Jack Harlow with the bunny, the bunny thing is he wild for that. Right. Yeah. But it, I can't sit here and say that Jack Harlow is not a talented rapper. No, not at all. I've listened to one of his albums. It's he puts out solid. It ain't my favorite work, but it's solid. It is solid stuff. Yeah. Um and like G Easy again, another white rapper. Mm-hmm. I ain't, he ain't been touching even my top twenty list of rappers. But <laughs> I would sit. I would be wrong to say that that man's one or two hits didn't hit. Right. Like. Yeah. And he did the slob on my knob sample and did it pretty well. Like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like I think so. I think it's it's a slippery slope because I don't want to. Like like the M and M's for those, and I'm and Brian. I'm pretty sure you had this more than I did because I went to. I had one white person in my high school while I was there. Um, <laughs> but there are some people who grow up in predominantly communities of color, right? Yeah. So their experience is different, but oftentimes some of them still very much identify as white, and like like yeah. kind of like the M and M, right? So I think I'm good with like I'm okay if some of your cultural nuances reflect mine because you grew up, yeah, in, you know, in my hood. Like that's to be expected. That's what you know. You might end up dating black people because of that and all yeah. that different kind of stuff, right? But it's different when you do that, but then you start to, I don't know, like wearing your bonnet outside and you know, doing the kind of doing some of the stuff that you know is unique to us. Because even in those households, let's go back to the, the plastic bag example. Your mama might not have still had no drawer full of plastic bags. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You probably still came to my house confused. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Even though you grew up in the same neighborhood, there were some cultural differences that didn't exist. And if you allow those to be as they are, while still just appreciating what we are exposing you to by virtue of your circumstances, I can mm-hmm. deal with that. I can live with it. Even if you don't listen to number black music and stuff, I can rock with that because some people just enjoy what they enjoy. What I can't rock with is the it's that other stuff. You know, you putting on full kente cloth. I don't even wear full kente cloth in February. Like what? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't walking around to my fight the power to all the black people I see. No. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm giving you the no, black we... man head now and moving on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm doing innately cultural things. I'm not forcing it. Yeah. And when it feels forced, that's when for me it's it, that is a clear sign of appropriation. Yeah. I clear agree. sign of it. Mm-hmm. Um Last question, and we can we can kind of use this as our pocket of joy too. Um, we talk about Seth Curry a lot, Brian, mm-hmm. and I know we always one of the things that we always say is kind of our, I ain't gonna say it's our safe answer, but because I, uh-huh. I want us to think a little bit, we talk okay. about protecting our peace and protecting our blacks. We always say, you know, we can avoid the news. Yeah, but outside of that, what mm-hmm. are some intentional things you do to protect yourself 
and engage in self-care specifically as a black person? Uh, self-care. <sighs> it's going to be silly, but like being thoughtful of certain elements that attack specifically our communities. Like okay. sugar intake and high blood pressure and colon mm, cancer. Okay. Um, I, I know I'm a little more, you know, of course, diabetes is something that I probably could be a little better with in terms of sugar intake. I, I love sweets. Sure. Right? Um, and I love meat, which can, can cause cholesterol issues and stuff like that. Right. Um, I was even thinking about it recently. I was like, oh, I'm only 38, but, you know, maybe I should start doing some prostate checks or some stuff like that if i'm like peeing too much i'll be thinking like oh man maybe i you know need to get that looked at you know what i'm saying stuff like that so i yeah. intentionally i think health is one place is when i of course i'm not the one to be like i'm super health conscious or anything like that sure, right sure um because i can definitely do better i am conscious in terms of if i eat something i'm thinking about the consequences of what i'm eating right um so i'm not reckless to that degree but uh, i feel like that's one thing we can protect ourselves as far as our health uh, mm-hmm. the other is being, uh, I guess, make sure the question was, how can we, um, intentionally protect our peace? Is that what it was? Yeah. Or just engage <clears throat> in self-care specifically as a black person. What is, what is that specifically for you? Um, also it can be, um, con- sometimes it's. Like Jesus would be like, well, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. So mm-hmm. oftentimes, instead of me getting frustrated with certain people, in my mind, I'm thinking okay. a few things. One, it is we're in a culture where people are just saying things for brand purposes. So they'll okay. just say stuff to kind of boost their brand. Um, mm-hmm. Another level of that is also just ignorance. So people just be saying something, they're just ignorant, right? They're indoctrinated. That's what they want to believe. So uh, when people say stuff or do things, I don't necessarily immediately go off the handle or be on some like, see, I can't blah, 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 blah. I mean, most time it's kind of like, yeah, y'all just, y'all are just stupid. You know what I mean? So I don't allow myself at, at points to, um, to be upset because it's kind of like the, um, you can't be disappointed if you have no level of, uh, no bar set. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so when, when, when the, Wahites do the things the Wahites do. It's like, oh, okay, it just this is not shocking because this is something that historically, right, you've done or have proven or have shown that you feel you think you act this way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No disrespect, but that's why I went after like I, I protect my peace in terms of not being upset on certain things because I know like you may even know better and you just choose to not do better. But that's just historically how y'all have have done um if that answers the question no it definitely answers the question um and i'm gonna go i'm gonna go another way um Mm. a little bit differently by kind of going back to what we said earlier and that is being around my people yeah like throwing myself in community or like throwing myself into culture even if it's just television and like how, how we like think about in the intro how yeah. we literally got caught up in Jodeci and then old Kirk Franklin. Like, mm-hmm. again, that that was so life-giving. Yeah. And one, me and you love music, but yeah, yep. but it's the black, it's that it's something about 
you know, almost like the, 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 the sacredness of a hymn. It's something about that black experience through music yeah. that connects. Look at us at brunch, bro. Like, Can't We Talk is an amazing song. Yeah. But the, the fact that it does that to mm-hmm. a room of black people, mm-hmm. that is a connect. That feels good. Yeah. And you can't really, you can't explain it. You can't no. really just, you, you just gotta, you gotta know it. You gotta have yeah. a knowing. So for yeah. me, self-care, protect my, especially if we hear about murders and we hear about this, we hear about that. It is, bro, diving into mm-hmm. culture in a way yeah. that fills me back up. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know, I don't know another way to explain it, but that's yeah. the way. I, that's how I, you know, you know, using gas and that's how I feel myself fill me up till I overflow. Yeah. Like I want to run over, I want to run over in blackness. Yeah. Um, because I, you know, I work in the DNI, so sometimes I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm right. tired. I get tired. <laughs> so the way that I feel, I you know, refuel is by doing that. Like even at that conference, like it was finding when I finished teaching that session, Blavity just so happened to have been hosting a Juneteenth celebration. Mm-hmm. Bro, leaving that session, going to my room, kind of collecting myself, and then meeting, like, I felt so, even though I was tired, I felt restored. Yeah. Because I'm like, I gave all this out, and I came back in, and we in there, cha-cha sliding, we we electric sliding, <laughs> I did some, I learned some um, Afro beach line dance, um, mm-hmm. like, all kind of stuff, bro. Like, there was a poet, It was they had, like, a black market in there. It was black. It was black, yeah. bro. And it was <laughs> right, just right. beautiful black folk. Box braids, curls, froze, mm. um, bust them down, part weaves. I mean, just everything you can think of. Yeah. It was it was in that room. And, you know, that's how, for me, that's what self-care can be. So, And if I can't get into a group, it is watching television or calling my mom or talking to my yeah. sisters and just having some black, black conversations. Yeah. Right? That's, yeah. It helps me. It fuels yeah. me. So, Yeah. I feel what to, to, to close that part, a question out. I feel like it takes us to a place of peace. Like mm-hmm. black culture is is a safe space, it's a safe haven. Um, and black culture doesn't judge, you know what I'm saying? In my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't judge us because it is us. You know what I'm saying? If anything, yeah. it's kind of yeah, like yeah, a yeah. big a grandma hug, like, come on here and and enjoy this. Um, so to to other point, you can just turn press play on a certain album. That is like beautifully black, and you're just like, oh, this is what this is what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Eat a piece of food that is ours, and it's like, oh, this is what it feels like. Um, uh, watch a certain television show. Oh, this is what it feels like. Only we can understand this. You know what I'm saying? So I think, yeah, that, that's a great, great point. Yeah. All right. So that's all I got. Um, black people protect your magic. Yep. Protect your joy. Protect your peace. You know, we just got out of Juneteenth, so this is like the last official black mm-hmm. celebration for us until February. But as me and Brian said, we celebrate blackness 24-7, all day, yeah. every day. So we never really stop. But in terms of commercial celebrations, we're coming up on the end of that. Um, so still live out loud, still be black. I saw so many beautiful black celebrations across my yeah. Instagram timeline yesterday. Oh, yeah, people yeah. all in New York, people was having galas and day parties and you know, maybe next year the Jigsaw can have a Juneteenth something. Oh, I feel like I feel that like would, that, that would, would be that would be freaking incredible. But until then, 
um, protect your magic. All right, Brian. Um, I feel like that was, you know, we ended that with a self care note. So let's go yeah. on over and see what Rodney Jenkins brought us and get into this listener letter. All right, let's do it. All right, good people. We are at the P.O. Box, and this is a segment where you two can participate um, by being on the show by doing a simple thing, and that is writing in to ask the jigsaw at gmail.com. That is ASK the jigsaw at gmail.com. We will do a few things. If we like your letter, we will read it out loud here on the show. We're going to give you a pseudonym because we respect your pronouns and your privacy. And then we're going to give you the best non-professional therapeutic advice that you can receive on Cicely Tyson's internet. So with that being said, understood and accepted, Brian, who do we have and what do they want? All right, pronouns, uh, he, him, and this one is an update from last week. What did we call that man? I don't know. I don't know. Was it a unisex name? Did we say that? I don't know. Let's just call him Jermaine Jackson. Jermaine Jackson. Oh, terrible hairstyle. <laughs> my, uh, <laughs> my God. Uh, who was Hazel? He didn't want to be bare to Hazel Gordy. Uh, <laughs> Left the group for Hazel, Hazel Gordy. Um, all right, so uh, Jermaine writes, uh, what's going on, fellas? Thanks for reading my letter and the advice. I did have that conversation with my wife about butts, and we <laughs> talked about it, <laughs> and we talked about it uh, with our premarital counselor. She didn't make any promises, but she did say she was open to exploring what it meant for us, etc. I also let her uh, hear y'all's response, and she laughed. But definitely appreciated the perspective. Thanks for always, th- excuse me, thanks for the advice and pray for the kid because his celibacy thing is tough. Celibacy thing is tough. Love y'all, uh, Jermaine Jackson. Oh, well, we do what we can, Jermaine. Yeah. Shout and, out to celibacy. You know what? Well, um, let me pray for you now so I won't lie. God, give him <laughs> strength. That's all I got for you, brother. You just got to exercise discipline and know your, know your limits and your boundaries, brother. That's, that's, Listen. that's really it. It ain't no. That's it. It ain't no deep magic spiritual potion. formula. Yeah, ain't no magic potion. Yeah. You can call on Jesus all you want. When that penis want to get hard, it's gonna get hard. Um, so what you gotta hard. do when you when you call on him, you have to redirect. Ask him to help you redirect that energy, and you find out ways to do that. So mm-hmm. that means if you gotta set a bedtime, bro, take you some melatonin so you can go to sleep. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know what it is, right? I'm just telling you some ways in which that you exercise discipline. But I'm glad that she's open. Yeah. To your request, I'm glad that you also understand that that don't mean that there's any promises. Um, but I say don't give up on the conversation. Because yeah. if it's what you desire in your marriage, it's what you desire. And you yeah. deserve it, man. If that's what you want, you deserve yeah. it. So Agreed. Anything else you want to give Jermaine, Brian? No, nah, man. Uh, keep keep doing what you're doing. Uh, glad that you were able to get that off of your chest and have the conversation. But also glad that you were... Uh, your, your girl listens to the podcast. Shout out to her for yeah. um, listening to it. Hopefully she continues to listen. Yeah. Um, and, you know, after she eats your butt and she <laughs> eats hers, y'all can listen to the show together. Listen, make sure you watch that lip. Okay? <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get on over to a greater conversation. <laughs> All right. All right. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right, Puzzle Pieces, thank you very much for sticking around for our greater conversation. For those that are brand new to the podcast, this is the place, the space, and the opportunity for Josh and I to get some things off of our chest. We say oh, it all yes. the time. Tomorrow's not promise. Cuss them out today. Josh, today, yes. I don't have anything this week. Yes. But I, I, you alluded to something earlier, so I'm going yes. to just enjoy 
um, your greater conversation. Candace Owens, let's just go there. So mm-hmm. she said that Juneteenth is still ghetto and still made up, but y'all enjoy anyway. So Mark Lamont Hill, in his fashion, told her that all holidays are made up. Basically, mm-hmm. let her know, you know, we can choose to celebrate and what is wrong with black people celebrating this. She brought up an old clip of them in conversation where she asked, can me and get pregnant? And he said sometimes, but it was taken out of context as he was talking about, you know, transgender men. And whether you agree, you know, uh, or whatever your feelings are around trans men and women, if we can all agree to say, hey, that person is identifying as a man, but by, you know, mm-hmm. but biologically, right, has, um, was born as a woman, then technically that is a case where, Mark Lamont Hill was saying that man, quote unquote, can give birth. I'm not going into the back and forth and the nuances of that with anybody, but that's what that's what he was saying, right? And in yeah. that that specific liberal thought and context, he was absolutely right, right? Um, but she used that to say any person that says this is gonna tell you what to be made of holiday. It doesn't matter my thoughts on sexual identity. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how I perceive, you know the nuances of like identity and what that means for more traditional forms of birth and all this other different kind of stuff. Right? right. What does that have to do with the fact that Juneteenth actually happened? Yeah. And it is a like Juneteenth, like every holiday, like Mark Lamont Hill, you know, cause they are created, right? But yeah. they're created to commemorate something. Yeah. So Juneteenth was literally created to commemorate the actual final freedom of all slaves. Yeah. That's its purpose. So, yeah, Valentine's Day was made up for some weird person, right? Yeah. To like connect people in love, and now we're supposed to show love. Christmas created a day to celebrate mm-hmm. the birth of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not going yeah. with you other niggas in hotels talking about he wasn't born in December. It doesn't matter. The day was established matter. to celebrate the fact yeah. that he was born. Easter created to celebrate that he died, right, and yeah. rose again. So yeah. when we say made up, it doesn't mean that it's fi- like the stuff behind it is fictional or fake. What it does mean is that we pause to honor Memorial Day. I'm gonna yeah. mess some veterans up. It's a made up holiday, but yeah. we we picked the we picked the last Monday to say this is when we're going to honor our lost and fallen veterans. Yeah, that's it. Labor Day. We're going to pick this day to rest from work. Just mm-hmm. rest from work. Fourth of July. That's probably the only one that has like a direct something on it but it's still commemorating us it didn't have to be a holiday we decided that it was a holiday yeah like there's plenty every day on the calendar is probably significant to something or someone but we decided we're going to celebrate the independence of this country because it happened on this day that's what we decided to do same thing with thanksgiving thanksgiving is really about the washing away of indigenous people (laughs) and but we got to (laughs) whitewash we whitewash it with this kind of coming together but we use it at least in the black community again to cook and to have family and to give thanks it is always the third thursday of every or the third or fourth thursday uh Fourth? It's somewhere in there. One of them Thursday, it's third a, it's or fourth a Thursday, Thursday in November. It's the Thursday, November, somewhere around the twenty something. Every single year, yeah. that's what we do. Every New year. Year's Eve, New Year's Day, right? Of course, it's January one, but we didn't. We the Chinese New Year ain't at the top of the year, right? Right. We decided right. that we mm-hmm. want to celebrate the top of the year. My point is, is that decisions were made around holidays, whether it is someone's birthday or mm-hmm. whatever. We made the decision to say this is what we're going to do because we want to celebrate this thing. There is nothing yeah. wrong, Candace, stupid Owens, for people who want to get together and celebrate. Just because you hate yourself 
your legacy. Yeah. I, I, I pray, I pray more for your parents because they should be disappointed in the life that they gave you for you to turn out so terrible. You are a waste of humanity. Mm. You are so I, I am so disgusted by your your presence that it is it is sickening that you could hate your own and 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 if you're doing this just to be rich, mm-hmm. it, it makes you even worse in my opinion. Yeah. I would much rather you be authentic in your in your self-bigotry. Yeah. Than you to be doing this as like, I'm gonna play this role because this is the way to make money. Mm-hmm. That's to me. That's even worse, right. right? So, so the fact that you would say that about Juneteenth simply because it's Juneteenth, like, there's no other reason you would say something like that other than the fact that you want to, de- like, you want to degrade black people in their celebrations. Yeah, yeah. there's no, there's no other base. reasons why you would bring right. There's no other reason why you would bring up a conversation you had with Mark Lamont Hill completely out of context. Of this conversation to say you listening, like, bro, like, kid Cuddy thinks the earth is flat. It doesn't mean that I might not enjoy his music. Two things can be true, yeah. right? Kanye West is Kanye West, but it don't mean if Dropout came on, I'm not shaking my head and tapping my toe. Right. Two things can be true, right? Yeah. So all I'm all I'm saying is is that we got to stop giving attention to people like Candace Owens, but at the same time, we got to figure out a way to. I don't want. I'm not saying kill the one, but I say this. But we got to find a way to rid the earth of people like Candace Owens. What yeah. I mean is that stop platforming them, stop feeding into them, like stop giving them because she's only going to grow when we give them that attention. Yeah, that tweet should have lived out there just living. Yeah. If like, nobody we, responded to that tweet, imagine the power that would have had. Yeah, we don't. We don't. And that's what I was saying earlier about as far as protective peace, like we don't have to like address certain things, like especially. And like, if, if it came from Candace, yeah, she. We know what that's what she does. Her. Yeah, that's what she does. Now, if this came from if this came money. from Angela Rye, then we would. Now, I think like, we had we would have had a reason to be in uproar. But, but yeah, we also yeah. know why good sis ain't finna do that. But like you yeah. know what I'm saying, we like Candace Owens. Like we expect this. I'm just irritated that she keep popping up, and then even her arguments are just so erroneous, right? But like yeah. at the same time, we gotta stop feeding this woman in those split ends. We gotta stop giving her that energy. Hmm. You gotta stop doing split it. ends. <laughs> Her hair yeah. is so bad. It's terrible, but it's it's On typical. It's, it's typical black girl who hates black being a black girl who loves white men and pro- proclaims to say she's a for black people, but it's not really for black people. Like, and then on top of that too, is she's on some old black intellectual. She hates the fact that she's not an intellectual. She's not educated. She doesn't really know anything, right? She's just loud. She's just loud, loud and, and, wrong. and strong in her opinion. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean you're right. Shouts out to Kanye. Um, Shouts out. So yeah, but she is definitely a person, and I don't use the word hate too often. But I just, I, I can't stand that her, same man. tweet came. If that same tweet came from Donald Trump, it wouldn't affect me as much because he's a white man doing something white people probably should do. But when like black people say stuff to the detriment and the um not that it's the detriment, but the like you're you're intentionally trying to hurt black people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you're intentionally you're, trying to you're do condescending. it. Condescending, it's it's silly, to it's ghetto and made up, but y'all enjoy. Yes, we're gonna enjoy it. Matter of fact, if you hate it that much, go to work. Yeah, right. Like just don't do nothing. Like like you you had to wake up and do that tweet. Why couldn't you just wake up and just eat some breakfast or some avocado toast and just Live. It reminds me of the people who say stuff like, 
I don't know why y'all like Game of Thrones. It's a dumb show. Nigga, just don't watch it. Like, I didn't watch Game of Thrones because it wasn't my show. But I wasn't <laughs> on Facebook every Sunday talking about all y'all black people are dumb because you watching this dragon show. I just, I'm just not going to watch it. It yeah, doesn't, like, Brian loving Game of Thrones does not bother me. It doesn't change right. anything about me. I just don't enjoy it. And I don't have to have a conversation to let the world know I don't enjoy it. Y'all do that with Beyonce. Right. Y'all do this with everybody. I don't know what y'all care about Beyonce for. She ain't that great. Nigga, who asked you? Let me right. enjoy Renaissance. <laughs> like, or, or what? They like, or they be like, I've never seen an episode of this. Like, okay. Yeah, like, I, ain't no, never no seen, cares. I ain't never seen an episode of Power, and I never will. Okay. Like, it's still going to be one cares? of the number one shows on and, premium and honestly, television. to your point, like, I'm okay with that. Like, I, I, res- I respect, like, our good friend... Um, Chris said he didn't watch something. And I was like shocked, but it wasn't on some like, like, how dare you? It was just like, yeah, oh, it's just I'm like, just shocked that you hadn't yeah. seen. And that's it, your he, business. I might yeah. ask you why you chose not to because we're friends. Yeah. But, but outside of that, like, that's like your I, to this day, I still haven't watched a full season of Snowfall. I can't get past that fourth episode. Every time I get there, I get, I'm like, this is, this is too slow of a burn for me. <laughs> and I think I'm okay. Not I think I probably will watch it eventually. I haven't picked it back up this year since it went off. But in my but I'm not when y'all talked about it, I want to argue with y'all. I'm not going online when it ended to be like, glad y'all enjoying Snowfall. I've never watched it, never will. I'm never like, going on it. Yeah, like what? and that's like, the thing, what, Candace. What, what? You could have if you hated us so bad, just wake up in your hate and move on. Like it's not yeah. going to change the fact that it's Juneteenth. You making it, that tweet is not going to undeclare this a national holiday. It's not. It isn't. It is so what you, it is. You wasted some characters. You could have used that short battery life on something else. Yeah. Like you said, you could have woke up, had breakfast, combed your hair, <laughs> did, did your makeup evenly, put on right. a decent looking outfit that you never wear. You know what I'm saying? Like you could have done some productive <laughs> stuff in your life, but yet yeah. you decided to wake up with your musty self and tweet out that. Her breath probably stinks. I know her breath stinks. I know. I, I know she it probably does. wears aluminum free deodorant. I, I, oh, You've had to give me on another greater conversation. <laughs> because you niggas and nigglets who feel as though your body can handle not you need to wrap yourself in aluminum foil. That's how much aluminum you need in your in your deodorant, okay? There are some people who can wear it and maybe they're doing well. I have met very few of them. Hmm. Brian, I smelt some things in Chicago and on the plane coming back to Atlanta. Oh my God. That should not have been coming from a human being. And people was all in my DMs like, well, you gotta, you get, you gotta detox to wear aluminum free. Most niggas don't have that clean of a diet. Mm-mm. Put the aluminum deodorant under your arms. Me and Brian <laughs> said it before. Our grandmothers wore tussie, <laughs> and they lived long. Ain't that probably was some of the most harmful stuff, <laughs> right? In the world, they live long lives. Okay, mm-hmm. my dad is still. My dad at one point wore Mitchum. I know that one number chemicals. Jail deodorant. <laughs> Man of God is still here and kicking. 60 years Mitchell. old. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just. And, 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 uh, yeah, listen. Jail green bottle. Listen, yeah. And he had me had me wearing it at one point. Um, you know, all you brothers who were ex, cancer in a bottle. Right? Mm. And I'm not here advocating <laughs> for like killing the ozone layer and all the other cancer. What I am saying though is that if you're not going to do the intentional work to, to have a, a a green diet and juice every day to where you don't, quote unquote, don't have a smell or a scent, mm-hmm. then baby, you make sure there's aluminum in that deodorant. <laughs> you make sure you apply it thoroughly. 
Okay. You make sure you get your body wash that matches your pH balance. You mm-hmm. make sure that you, you know, you make, don't get the cologne because it's popular. Get the one that matches your pores because mm-hmm. everything smells different on everybody. Yeah. You feel me what I'm saying? You listening to what I'm saying. It's too, it's too hot for y'all to be this smelly. It's way too hot. It's too hot. It's too hot. You know, I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't grow up with thick thighs and stuff like that, but it's too hot for y'all to be this smelly. Even my, even my slim people, it's too hot for y'all to be this smelly. You're strong. And wrong, and I believe Candace is one of you. That's all I got. That's all I got, Brian. Bless you. Bless your heart. All right. Well, with that being said, on the next episode, this is another episode of Jigsaw Podcast. As always, we want to thank you so, 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 so much for joining us, for listening in, for participating, and all the other things. We love you so much. We appreciate the support that you've given us. As they say in the church, we're down through the years. We appreciate that. Uh, well, definitely, we appreciate everything. Like Josh said, uh, all our listeners, uh, we are great without you, but we've been greater with you. Uh, so continue to support, subscribe, continue to interact with our um, social media posts and things of that nature. Um, share, comment, all the things. Support us. Follow us on the Jigsaw Podcast. I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian Hare. Mm-hmm. Uh, any ideas you have regarding the show, let us know. Our Team Jazz, Chris are amazing. Uh, we appreciate everything y'all are doing. Uh, Negro Appreciation Month is almost over, so keep 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 playing the Negro Appreciation music or music that you know made for us by us and all that kind of great stuff. Uh, before yep. we head out, Josh, let the people know what they need to do. Yep, all you can do is what you can, why you can, and various ways that you can. But in all of your doing, please, 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 do not get caught with your work undone. Talk to y'all next week. Peace.